Okay. And now is Home Away Show Live. Here are your hosts today. What's up, everybody? This is Cooley with the Home Away Show. We got Ntate on the other line, and we also have a studio guest who's going to be broadcasting with us today. What up, Ntate? What up, brother Cooley? Happy Sunday to you, my brother. How you doing today, man? Hey, man. It is what it is, man. We got to do what we got to do, man. Uh, we're running late, and uh, my apologies. I know a lot of people probably already gone with their own stuff now because uh, we were running late, but... Um, Apology on my side because so many things going on. Actually, you know what? Just to be frank, um, I had to go and do two soccer games today in Waterbury. Uh, one in Nagatek, one in Waterbury. So what happened is that when I'm done with the soccer game, guess what happened? What happened? I got to drive to Danbury. I got to come over here in the studio. We got to do this. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Mm. What's up, that everybody on Zama stream? I see them. That, that beat, though. I don't know what that beat is, but I'm loving it. It makes me like feel like I'm about to get into my rapping ages or something. But I'll save that. I won't hurt the people. Ah, uh, man. You know what? Uh, I got some good beats, uh, actually, um, just for this show. And I got them from the guys that... Um, uh, what's the name of the guys, man? Oh, gosh. I got to give them credit, too. Um, yeah, I got to give them credit. They gave me some good beats, and I got like three of them. And they're pretty cool. They're pretty good. They're pretty cool. It's a nice beat. Who's in the studio with you, man? Who are you in the cut with? Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, we got Zama in the house. Zama the comedian. Come on, Zama. How are you, brave? Hello, everybody. This is your girl, Uzama, and I am the comedian. I am an entertainer, actress, slash, uh, poet, a rapper. I'm just everything, a dynamite. Sensation. A sensation to reckon with. I see you. I see you, my sister, doing a lot of things out there, making I, a lot of sketches. I know, right? I have to do it. I, I'm doing it for the people. I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah, so thank it's, you for joining us today, spending this beautiful Sunday with us. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be here. All right, everybody. So what we're going to do, we're going to just go on on the news of what's going on lately and what's been going on with our lives and stuff. And then after that, maybe we talk about the new African artist. Today I got uh, Royan from um, from uh, Uganda. A uh, great artist from Uganda. Great artist. He's really, really uh, straight up. Uh, actually, he's Rod and Y. He's uh, Rod and Y Kabako uh, from Uganda. And he's got some great hits. And uh, if anybody don't know anything about him, you gotta know about him now because this kid is coming along pretty good. And you guys gonna really enjoy what he does because I really enjoy what he does. And uh, we're gonna talk about him and then what's going on in the news. And uh, maybe Dorte can. Now you can hit us with uh, some of that positive energy, baby. I've got the beat for you. Let me let I you on. Let me let you on. Energy. I, I, and you know I, I, I'm going to apologize in advance today, people. i got to run. 
um, as we about to hop into the positive energy, um, I'm running today in full transparency. There was a loss in our family. Um, so I'm going to take some time to be with the family. So I appreciate the love, Kuli, and I appreciate the understanding. But, um, in that time, though, it takes being positive. So yeah, we'll kick it off with some positivity. Excited for the rest of the show. Uh, big shout out to Uganda, man. Um, the dude that you're talking about. His name is Roden Y. Kabako. Roden Y. Kabako. Yeah, he actually, uh, live the stream on, uh, on uh, on uh, Instagram because I tagged him on Instagram just to let him know what's going on and he loved the yeah. stream. But anyway, yeah. but anyway, I got a beat for you. Um, I got a beat for you that you might wanna hit the positive energy with. I don't know if you can keep up with this one. Check this beat. Let me hear it. <laughs> let me let me let me give it to them a little bit and then you can go on. Let me let you on, Dad. I'm sorry, bro. No, keep the beat going. Keep the beat going, man. It's getting me in the zone. I'm digging this. You know what this beat remind me? You know what this beat remind me? That's an old school beat. Uh, yeah, that's an old school beat. That's actually, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You know what it makes me think of? Mm-hmm. It makes me think of... Um, ah, man, what's this DJ's name? Is it Prime? Yeah. DJ make Prime. Me, yeah. Premier, Premier, Premier. No, Premier. Yeah, but they had a group called Prime, right? Yeah. Didn't they have a group called Prime? Uh, not 100% sure, but I know that we got DJ Premier on there. It sounds like a DJ Premier beat. Big big shout out to these dudes, man. They, they, they're mixing up some good flavors. I'm loving it. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely, man. All right, that they go on, baby. I'll keep the beat going for you, just for you. Keep going. Listen, uh, good people, happy Sunday. It's about to be springtime. Finally, spring is coming. And, you know, if you think about it, we've been living through... through uh, Wishes, wishing that this uh, winter will go away, wishing that something brighter will come ahead. And what I want to talk about today as you go into the next week ahead is the word faith. Um, I have a, I'm fortunate enough to have to say the word faith a lot. I have a niece uh, who's also, uh, her name is Faith, so I call her by the name Faith. And this has nothing to do with your biblical congregation, your religion. This is faith in its purest form. And really a quick definition of faith is the biblical sense, which is the assurance of things that you hope for and that you have not yet seen, right? So it's something is believing in something that you haven't seen or that you haven't heard of, and yet you believe in it until it comes through. Um, so really want to shake people up as we think about what we are doing here at Umbani um, Radio, the Home Away Show. We've been doing this. I've been doing this with my brother Kuli for about a year. Every time we get on this microphone, there is a step of faith, and I appreciate it. Every time you guys listen, it's a step of faith that you think something positive is going to come out of it. And when we buy things, when we get in the car, we use faith every single day, people. We trust other people with our lives. I don't know if you noticed, Cooley, speaking of uh, earlier events from this week, there was the um, the plane that uh, shut down the engine. I think it was, I forget where it was going exactly, but there was a, an, a, a, a either southwest, uh, a plane that went down. Unfortunately, they lost one person. 
But every single time we fly, we're putting our faith in somebody else to get us safe. So as you look at your own life, people, as you evaluate what you are doing, as the seasons are changing, we are going into the springtime. My sister Uzama is live on the air with us today. She has faith that she can do the things that God has intended her for to do. I want you to have that same faith, good people. I want you to look at yourself and tell it. Tell yourself, I have faith that bigger and better things are to come. It doesn't mean that it won't get messy. It doesn't mean that it won't hurt. It doesn't mean that you won't get bruised and bumped along the way. But faith is something that we will believe that we have not yet seen. And by the time we see it, it is way more beautiful than we could ever imagine. So as I think about the Home Away show, as we continue to move the vision forward and all the things that we have learned along the way, it is by faith that we continue to do it each and every single day. It is your commitment to listen to us. And I truly do spread faith upon everybody that as we look at what's going on in the world, there's so much division, there's so many negative things that we can look at, but the only thing we can have is hope and faith that things will get better. So as we go into the rest of this week, people, uh, be positive. The sun is going to start coming out. It's going to start shining a little bit. We had a great conversation with, uh, um, remind me, my brother, Ravi Mantra. Yeah. Mantra earlier on this week. And Kuli, I'll tell you what, man, it had me thinking about a lot of things. Um, and I'm going to be vulnerable right now. As I talk about faith, um, I, and I don't like to talk about my personal stuff, but I'm a smoker. I smoke cigarettes and I'm looking to quit by faith. I believe that I'm going to quit. And it really was part of the conversation that we had with uh, Ravi earlier on this week. Uh, great podcast. Cooley, I'm sure you're going to be talking about that and we'll, we'll have that up on the air. Yeah, absolutely. So please be inspired, people. Find something that you need to deliver yourself from. If it's too much drinking that you've been doing, you can still cut that off. If it is too much eating, um, you can go ahead and still make a difference. For me, I know what my journey is, and I have faith that it's going to happen. I'm speaking it out to the universe right now, so please speak it with me. And as you go into this week, may it be a blessed week filled with faith. Cooley, my brother. As we talk about faith, as we talk about transformations, I know that uh, your diet has been uh, doing some work. Uh, how is that? <laughs> put it out there because I'm talking about change right now. When people go into the season, <laughs> you know what? You, you know what, dog. I just don't want to call it a diet, though, to be honest with you. Because, right, you know, when I do call it a diet, then people expect me to drop 50 pounds, right? That's just how unrealistic you guys are, right? You expect me to drop 50 pounds right away. So what I'm trying to say is that it's not actually a diet. What it is, is just me lifestyle. trying. Exactly. Just changing yeah. a little bit of my eating habits to try to cut down the things that might in the future or pretty soon uh, start to affect me uh, in so many ways. Just to be honest with you, Ndate, because I don't really want to make the listeners think that uh, f uh, Fat Cooley is trying to be... You uh, stop. <laughs> you fat Cooley is trying to be skinny. Um, I'm just trying to cut down especially on meat. So mm -hmm. yesterday, uh, bring the beat on this one. Um, uh, y y yesterday, um, I had to actually eat a little bit of meat. The weather was so perfect, and I had to barbecue for my family. He's cheating. It's not cheating, but it's like I got to get a little bit of meat. Come on, guys. You know what? I had to get some meat yesterday, so I was sitting with my family, and I was like, you know what, guys? Let's, let me get a little bit of meat. So yesterday, I actually barbecued um, 
my lady cooked and then we ate and I actually enjoyed it. The best part of it, the best part of it, guess what? The best part of all of that is because what happened is um, when I was doing that, um, I got to actually enjoy... Um, Ah man, what is that food that we from South Africa? You know the, the the side dish thingy that is made with chakalaka. beans, chakalaka. chakalaka. So chakalaka. I got to enjoy it. Chakalaka. It. We uh, have to remind him. I know, right? <laughs> he's forgetting the chakalaka, and he's from I, South Africa. By the way, Africa. this is African diaspora people. Just in case we are wondering from coolies. <laughs> We kid, we all just go. Yeah, so no, no. You didn't make the chakalaka. Who made the chakalaka? My lady did. Uh, Taonga did. She's really good with the chakalaka. A lot of her friends, when they invited, um, they actually talk about chakalaka. But anyway, that I appreciate you, the good weight brother, that you gave us. Uh, heading on now, let me. Uh, I, I don't know if you have anything that has been going on in the news. You kind of hit down on the aircraft thingy. So let me just um, let me just go on on the news, turn the beat off a little bit. So I just want to hear uh, my, my, my sister Zama might have something on the news. Tell You know what, Zama? It's your first show with us. So guess what? Uh, you just tell us what you've been watching on TV because we don't get to watch that much TV. Uh -huh. Well, I hate TV, but anyway. We got to do a plug if you, if you get a chance on Friday. What is it, Saturdays, right, my sister? Yeah, so Saturdays. Saturdays on round table. All right, let's go on the news, guys. Just one second. Let's go on the news. Let's hear the news. What you got, my sister Zama? What have you been watching on the news? Okay, okay. In the news, there are two things that really, really, um, I found them very interesting. You know, they very triggered me on reading more about them. Okay, so the first thing is the chicken in Thailand alive after they cut its head for ten days. Imagine for 10 days, it's like running around. Oh, what, kind, what kind of a chicken is that? Did you hear that, Ndate? Ndate, <laughs> for 10 what days. What are you laughing at? <laughs> Have this for ever happened days, to you? For 10 days, I promise you. And also, this chicken has been adopted, Ndate and Kuli. It, it has been adopted by a man in Thailand. I love this news. And, and he's going to open up a restaurant called Chicken Running. I know, right? And wait, wait, wait. wait, yeah, wait yeah. Let's not leave this chicken because this is juicy. So this chicken this was found. They cut its head and 10 days later it was still alive. How was it breathing though? I'm just trying to figure that out. Okay, the chicken was found headless. It was just like running around and this guy found this chicken and this guy was very interested in this chicken story and stuff like that. So the, the, the guy actually adopted this chicken. So oh, okay. now the chicken lives with the guy and I think it has like a band-aid around the neck. But because the doctors say that the vein and the whatever to breathe, you know, it, it's just very complicated. But yeah, for 10 days. <laughs> it sounds sound like some chicken shit. I'm just not... <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> we don't need any more use. That was just perfect, Zama. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you cut a chicken's head and let it loose, can I just say this? It might be alive somewhere. Just start looking. <laughs> 
Mukwili, it's so interesting because this is happening in Thailand, but in South Africa, if you cut a chicken like after ten minutes, it's dead. It's so, dead. Yeah. No, so right now it's yeah, like so, ten days. So no, I did that's just crazy. Research, I just did do some quick research. Uh, not to be outdone, mm-hmm. right here in the U.S., there was a chicken called Mike the Headless Chicken. Oh, yeah. 18 months without a nogging after the farm of... <laughs> yes, I was still going to talk about that. So, my bad. I didn't mean to... I just had to see if this was something that's really out there. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. You guys are, you guys are messing me up with this chicken no, this, stuff. You know, really? it's kind of like chickens are, can be a witch then. Come on. A chicken headless after what? 18 months. 18 months, yeah. man. That, that is uh, two pregnancies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All the got me hungry. I don't know if I want to eat the chicken. Or <laughs> no, I wouldn't eat the chicken. Trust me. Nah. No, I wouldn't eat it. I would pass. Maybe it's the steroids. Maybe it's all these... Uh, these yeah, these, uh, yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. That, that they've been doing. These chickens are now becoming superhuman, man. Mm-hmm. They yeah. Or something. Uh, That's pretty interesting. Well, guys, listen, because in that day, got to go pretty soon. Uh, just wanna, on a good note in that day, is there anything you got to say before you um, leave us? No, man, really, honestly, again, I, I thought of faith just because we are changing seasons. And I know anybody who's up in the north end of uh, the U.S., uh, we've suffered a very long winter. And every time we change seasons, uh, I try to make sure that I'm also changing my attitude and hopefully find a different path. So as you go into this new change of seasons, may you find joy. May you find happiness. And enjoy the rest of the show with my brother Cooley and Uzama. As you can tell, she's bringing the funny, already giving the stories about a headless chicken. So enjoy the rest of the show, baby. Next week is my birthday, man. I'm getting older and older. Got a chance to celebrate with Uzama and her birthday a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, so next week, uh, I'm not going to say I'm turning to the <laughs> And, uh, very excited, very excited for that one. Um, so I'll be, I'll be seeing my peoples out there, though, man. And Tate, before you leave, uh, talking about faith, right? Yes. It's just going on in my mind that in order for you to have a testimony, you have to have a test, you know. So you have to go into trials and tribulations, and then you're gonna say, okay, God has made me go through this. Hmm. Yeah, so... Did you hear that, people? Just one more time. In order for you to have a testimony... You have you to have, have a test. first four letters. Uh-huh. T-S-T. You yeah. gotta have the test. And if you ain't passed it, then you cannot go over to the money part. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Preach, sister. Yeah, <laughs> she... She's good. She went from fun to faith with us. I love that, man. That means we got to come back and do this thing one more time where we can dive a little bit deeper to that. Maybe we can hear a little bit more about some things that go on out there that people survive this test mm-hmm. and turn them into testimony. I love that, my sister. Thank you. you, you pr- yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you, you found me more of them chicken stories than that. That's another reason why I'm not going to eat no meat. <laughs> all right. Peace out, my brother, with oh, the beat. Bless. I love y'all, man. I'll see y'all soon, all right? Bye. Oh, 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 oh,
my sisters, uh, my, what a blessing to have you in the studio, actually. It's such a great day. I really appreciate you joining us. Uh, listen, I got something special that I want to talk about. Uh, we have this artist. Uh, I really love this guy, actually. He's, um, uh, his name is uh, Roden Y from, uh, where is he from? From Uganda. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me just give you a little bit of a story about this gentleman because I really enjoy his music. What is our new Africa music today? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Right, cheeky cheeky, one, two, one, two. Yes. This is Who's Our Africa Music Artist Today? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, so what I got for you, I got the Road and Y. He's uh, from Uganda. Uh, the gentleman is actually a really great artist. He can dance too, this guy. So uh, if you're a dance hall fan, then give Road and Y music a chance and your ears will thank you. Last year, the fast rising Ugandan sensation shot straight to the top with a selection of hit songs that dominated the airwaves. His popular banger number Emu Kabako top charts and solidify Rod and Y status as one of the most noteworthy Ugandan talents. Following a successful and a busy year marked by shows throughout the country, the dance hall singer will be looking to repeat his success. This year, Rod and Y is also known for his energetic performances and dominant stage presence after conquering the Ugandan music scene in 2016 and 2017. Appears to ripe uh, for the singer to his sights on bigger piece of the pie in Africa. Rod and White gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I've got this song. Enjoy. Tu 
I don't even know how to top that. That was just that good. Uh, so it's Rod and I. Uh, Rod and Y. Um, this gentleman is really good, man. A uh, guy from uh, uh, Uganda. So a lot of African artists that are really, really good, like Rod and Y. He's a really, really good kid, man. Still young, still getting new in the music industry. It's been around for like three, four years. So it's been pretty good for him because it's coming along very well and i'm really happy for him and keep it up brother i think you will actually do more good things but anyway moving along bring the beat i'll bring the beat back i'm sorry i keep stepping on a lot of things here in the studio i don't know what's going on with me today so let me bring the beat back and then ladies and gentlemen i just got a like couple of things that i need to talk to you about Okay, while the beat is playing on the other side. Well, listen, um, what I got for you guys today, so while the beat is playing, I got a lot of things for you guys today. So we got Zama in the studio. Zama, my sister, what's happening? Beat is playing. Tell me, how is your Sunday? My Sunday is very chilled and it's so hot outside. That's why I only have like a sweater on. I'm so excited to have a Sunday like this. I'm like, oh my word, finally summer is here. I can feel it. Everybody else can feel it. And I'm ready for my bikini. I'm ready to go to the beach and have fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. Uh, let me ask you a question. Is this yeah. you, are you new in Connecticut or you've been around here? Yes, I am new. I just have like a month here in Connecticut. So I'm really new. Yeah. I've, I've been living in California for about seven months. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty sure California compared to Connecticut is two different things. It's, it's like night and day. Yeah, it's very different. And especially like the weather here, oh, the snow, I'm hating it every single day. You know, like the winter was awful. But in, in California, it's it's very nice, you know. And it's very diverse in such a way, like culture. Sorry about that. We have a studio monitor and it's creating all the noise. My bad. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, yeah, coming over here, man, uh, California I used to live there. Where were you at in California? Uh, San Francisco. Oh, you were up by the Bay Area. Yeah, it, it was amazing. Uh, so it's much better than compared to Connecticut. Man. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? We're still close to the city. Let's look at it that way. So what, what, what did you like about San Francisco? 
That's um, my favorite city, actually. I know, right? I love the weather. I love that you can just go to, like, just have a cruise yeah. on the water. That was yeah. amazing. And also, like, um, architecture is very good there. Yeah, they have some nice buildings. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, just to tell you some other news that is going on in yeah. California, actually, uh, in San Francisco, I think. Mm-hmm. They have one of the buildings that is tilted. Yeah. And you see how high this thing is? Yeah. You know, like yeah. how it's in the hill? Mm-hmm. So one of the buildings is actually, because you know, in, in, in days got like um, tunnels underneath yeah, San yeah, Francisco, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. With all the cables for the, um, that they use for that. What, what is that uh, tram thing that takes you around in San Francisco? Uh, transit. I think, yeah, it's yeah. It's called a tram. It doesn't use electricity. The, the thing that use cables, mm-hmm. you know, the one that the guys are pulling it. Yeah, it yeah. Goes around. I don't oh, know what yeah. it's called. I think mm-hmm. it's like a tram or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so they have these tunnels. But I guess one of the buildings is actually falling. So basically going down in such a way that it's a very expensive building. And the people that owns it. Yeah actually sold this thing to people knowing exactly that this that might is. happen. It's a big lawsuit right now. Because the thing is, with the way it's going, so people who want to move out right now need to sell it, but they might not be able to sell it on the price that they bought it. They with. bought it, yeah. yeah. So or the price, because it's market value after that story mm-hmm. came out, it just totally it declined. Dropped, like, yeah. It's so low. It's incredible. But when you're in San Francisco, did you get the chance to go to... Um, what Where? is this place? Uh, not. Oh my God! What is the small, tiny island where they they had slaves in there? Um. Yeah, man. You know what? You know what I'm talking about? I did. I did. I think it's it's around the water. Right. Yeah, what is it called? My God, it's called the Alcatraz. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go to Alcatraz? Take one of those cruises? Well, actually, I went around it. <laughs> Oh, I even have pictures. Yeah. Oh no, I know, I know. They just go around. Yeah. 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 You should go to the rock one day if you ever get a chance. You missed out, actually. Uh, It's okay, you know. I can still go there. I I like the story of Alcatraz actually Mm -hmm. because uh, there's so many stories all over the world about Alcatraz. Uh, There's a lot of some of the most famous prisoners like uh, Al Capone, the big time mafia Mm -hmm. uh, from Chicago, who actually killed a lot of people there. Yeah, he was from. um, He was actually imprisoned over there. Mm -hmm. And there's another guy too, um, which I think he's in. In my own opinion, he's important because of his story. I think it was Robert Strand. Uh, he's called, uh, he's, he's known as uh, the bad man of Alcatraz because what they allowed him to have birds in his own prison cell. Really? Yeah, they allowed him to have birds. Like, what are you going to do with your birds? You're going to feed because them? Because you know, you know how Alcatraz is, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's called the rock yeah. because the actual... You know, like with the whole magma, the mm-hmm. volcano eruption, and and that thing, the whole thing is actually a rock. Yeah. So they build the structure on top of the rock. Mm-hmm. So since it's just like that, there's not a lot of things growing in that rock. Mm-hmm. You know, they do have like a few trees or something. So there's a lot of birds' habitat that live in in there, and yeah. they used to live in there because, you know, there wasn't that many uh, what you call it, for birds there wasn't that many, uh, is it still called predator? I don't know but anyway, mm-hmm. the, some of the like uh, vultures, things that might eat them yeah. so, they were actually not 
in that in area. There. So what happens is when they this guy will take one bird mm-hmm. and keep the bird inside his cell yeah. and raise it. And then he started to have more and, and more and more and more. And most of the prisoners actually started to like him because of the birds that he was raising. But you know what, though? It goes to this thing that I always say that I've never been to prison and I hope I'll never go to prison. Yeah. But I feel like if prison prisoners were given a chance to rehabilitate, mm-hmm. of which basically think about it, if you are locked up in a cell and get released in a few hours with the same people who are emotionally suffering and psychologically suffering like you, you need something else to get you out of that so that you can probably correct your mind correctly, right? That's true. So what they do is that they give them counselors, people to talk to. Like that doesn't help, man. If it you're doesn't. gonna come and cancel, talk to me like five, ten minutes. That doesn't help. So like this guy mm-hmm. used this birds to actually make himself sane yeah i know and especially if a counselor is gonna come talk to you and they've never been in that situation it's like why why are you talking exactly books yeah it's like you don't know the situation that i'm in right now you don't know how i'm feeling so why are you gonna talk to me about this yeah absolutely yeah um another one for you i got so what other city have you ever been except san francisco um, I've been in Maryland. I've been in North Carolina. But what what are you doing in those places, dude? Let me ask <laughs> you. What are you doing in those boony places? Maryland, maybe Baltimore. You in Baltimore is away? No, uh, in Gambrels, in Maryland. I don't know where that is. Uh-huh. I only know Baltimore. Because yeah, that's where they shoot a lot of black people. Yeah, it's kind of like thirty <laughs> minutes away from Baltimore. Oh yeah. Uh huh. What are you doing there? Um, I was an au pair, remember, for like three months, and then I changed. So you were um, working family. Out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then cool. I changed family. I went to San Francisco, but <laughs> I also went to North Carolina for like a weekend. Yeah. So yeah. how was the experience though, being in like uh, um, Maryland and stuff? Um, it was very boring because. I mean, hold on a second. <laughs> you came straight from South Africa to Maryland. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, from South Africa, I came here for like a week in uh, New York. Uh-huh. And then I went to Maryland, and after three months, I went to not um, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you a question, though. Just, mm-hmm. to, just, just can not that I'm trying to know much about your story. Yeah, yeah. Can you just like because I've told so much people about the story of coming from home and mm-hmm. being in America with all the perceived notions about what you might know about America, and then boom, you face it. And what were the things that were going on in your mind when you got off the airplane? Okay, let's see. When you're still on the plane ride coming in. Okay, in the plane, I didn't know because it was my first time being on the plane. Like, I promise you. And to me, it was like, I was very exhausted. So I wasn't thinking a lot, you know. But I was also very uh, anxious on how America is like. I was even thinking about the air. Maybe like the air is different, you know. Everything was like, okay. So when I just landed, the worst thing happened that my, my luggage bag, like the wheel came out. Dang. And to me, it was like, okay, they told me, oh, can you please go talk to those people and stuff like that. And because in my mind, I didn't know, like, I didn't really register about the accent. 
Right. So yeah. I went to this brother. I was like, hi. And then he just looked at me like, okay, you have a weird accent. And he was talking so fast. I'm like, okay, wait, wait, you know. But then again, uh, the experience was wait, very... Wait, was that the brother? Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah that's at the stupid. airport. That's kind of stupid. But anyway, quiet. You would think a brother would understand. Yeah, because he was just looking at me so weird on, okay, where is she from? Like, why is she speaking like that, you know? And then uh, my experience being here, I thought everything was like Hollywood. Everything was like glamour, you know? And because, like, from back home, they tell you on how you're going to live your life, how you're going to have great times, you can travel. But when you're here with the money, it's like, okay, I ain't getting paid at all. Yeah, no, true. Yeah, but, yeah, but I've had my good and bad times. But to me, it's just, like, the bad times, I really cherish them because they make me uh, become stronger, you know? Yeah. Right now, I can just uh, suck anything in. I'm like, okay, you're giving me this? It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But now, let me ask you a question. So, the, the first phone call you made um, from overseas, who did you call? Uh, my mom. You called at the, the airport or when you got uh, to, to the place you're going to? Okay, I think I called at the place because the place had Wi-Fi at the airport. I was oh, like, you called there with the yeah, WhatsApp? Yeah, yeah, with the WhatsApp because I was so angry, you know, when yeah. I just landed. I'm like, my phone is not working. And we had to meet, like, somebody that was going to pick us up. And we couldn't get hold of them because we both didn't have Wi-Fi. And we we actually sat at the airport for like three or four hours. What? Yeah. What do you mean? But didn't you guys do foreign exchange already? Like, didn't No, nobody told us about that. No. Okay, we did have the money, but we didn't know, okay, how are we going to call them? Because there's like no public phones at the airport. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we didn't know how to get reach of like anybody. It was it was the worst experience ever. And imagine being on the flight for like more than twenty something hours and mm-hmm. sitting at the airport, you're like so hungry, you don't wanna do anything, you wanna mm-hmm. take a shower yeah, and right. boom, you cannot find anybody. Yeah, that 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 sucks. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, because um I remember my first trip, you mm-hmm. know, I was um uh, you know, when did I get my money changed? I think it was in Joburg. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I made a change of uh, 200 rand. I don't know. I had a little bit of money that my dad gave it to mm-hmm. me. So I was like, okay, well, I made a little change. And it kind of sucked, though, when you look at the money and you're like, oh, <laughs> my God. I only got, at that time, though, and the rent was doing really good, meaning... That, oh, that's good, then. Well, I mean, when I said the rent was doing good... Meaning that I could have got a little bit more, more dollars. dollars. So, so I can. ended up having like yeah. twenty five dollars or something after yeah. giving them twenty two uh, hundred. Uh-huh. So I mean, it's pretty good. You know, I really enjoyed it that I can have a little bit of money. So now when I got to the uh, no, actually, because I came with a program where they pick us up. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get a chance to call my mom until I got to the place the that place, I was yeah. at. And guess what? Do what? It was full of South Africans. That's nice. So when I showed up, mm-hmm. they're like, hey, here's a phone card. Do you want to call somebody? And that I was is like, I awesome, gotta call my Kudi. parents. So I got a phone card. So I actually made a call in the apartment that we had, and it was pretty good. I really enjoyed it. And the next thing I did too, I jumped in the bed mm-hmm. that I had. I actually even have a picture. Mm-hmm. One of my very nice pictures when yeah. I was really skinny and nice <laughs> from Africa, you know? And, um, 
I took a picture so that I can have memory when I, I jumped in the bed and mm-hmm. I had one of the guys take a picture. It's not that great though because I didn't have a good camera. Yeah. So what I had is one of those Kodak. You remember the Kodak films? Mm-mm. Oh God. I'm sure I wasn't even born at that time, Kuli. Come yeah, on exactly. now. Are you serious? Like serious. I was like I arrived in this country it was two thousand and three. How old were you in two thousand? I was about eight years. Exactly, Quilly. I like I didn't know anything about cell phones. I didn't know anything about you know. <laughs> uh, what an embarrassment. All right, thanks for making me feel old. So when I was trying to figure out how to get to this country, you were like eight years. Yeah, I was Dang. Dang, I'm old. But anyway, so it was like a codec film. Mm-hmm. So basically it was disposable cameras, they called them. Um, that co- that company, I think they went under now, Kodak. I think they went under. They're yeah. no longer there now. But anyway, or somebody might have bought them. But anyway, it was like a disposable camera. Mm-hmm. You can actually turn it like this. It, of and course, you know, it wasn't digital. Uh-huh. So you go like, I hope it can turn out right, right? Uh-huh. So some people were really skillful at it. So they were really good. Mm-hmm. So selfies were not born with, uh, you know, yeah. the digital phones. No, 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 no. We mm-hmm. had selfies. It's just that you are not sure if it's going to come out okay. Yeah. But anyway, so I took a picture with that. It's a disposable camera. So when it's full, uh, because you take a picture and go, Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. So, because they did the whole thing, you got to wind it to the next one. <laughs> and then when you see, it say, and then you take another picture. So, uh-huh. and you could see it says one, two, three. So, you knew you had like what? I mean, he would tell you like you have 12, 15, whatever mm-hmm. you have on those pictures. And yeah. then you take a picture. So, I saved it. It was pretty cool though at that time. So, I mean, we... Hey, we grew up in a bad time, man. Nowadays, the kids are having a good mood. They are. Well, we are. Yeah, yeah. Born free. (laughs) But then again, Kuli, at least you had like a lot of South Africans. For me, it was about five South Africans, but they were all white. Actually, what does that mean? No, Explain I, your racism. No, I mean like actually at the school, like the training school, everybody that was there, there were about um, three hundred and something people, especially like girls, maybe like four boys or something like that. And I was the only black, but because I was the only black, I actually enjoyed it because everybody knew me and everybody was so nice to me. And I was like, oh my word, if only we can live here the whole year. <laughs> this was, was at the school. Yeah, it is, it's kind of like a training school where, yeah, like, we used to wake up around 4 o'clock and sleep around 9 o'clock. It was horrible. But then again, like, during the day, I was enjoying it. Oh, crazy. Mm-hmm. It was uh. very crazy. And especially because if you, like, jet lag. Mm. And you cannot sleep. It's like, okay, in the classroom, you really want to sleep. But I really did enjoy it. And that's when, you know how people say in America, there's a lot of racism. For me, I didn't really receive that, even though I was the only black. But I was really having fun because everybody was including me in everything they were doing. And everybody did like acknowledge me that Mm. I was there, you know, but I, I really had a great time. That's cool, dude. That's cool. That's really cool. I enjoy, I enjoy that. But anyway, another story, too, that I wanted to ask you about. So mm-hmm. now you've been in all these different places over here in America. What is the one thing that you could say that you have learned in this short time you've been here? Um, the one thing, it's... 
Okay, like I really don't know what's the one thing because wherever you go, everything is different. Clearly, I think uh, with the culture that Americans don't really have culture in such a way that everybody does whatever they want to do. And that's what I've also learned. I've learned uh, not to worry about what another person is like thinking about me. Just to be me, just to be Uzama, you know. And I've also learned that uh, nobody really cares about you, but but you have to care about yourself, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's the most important thing. You gotta take care of yourself. But anyways, the other beat goes. Let me let it go just for a little bit. As you could hear, the DJ horn, I just let it out, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I'm still hanging out with uh, Zama, Zama Ngobe, and we are here at Umbani Radio doing our thing, you know. You know how we do it, you know. We like to talk about things that are going on to the Africa diaspora. And uh, now we're just going to just talk a little bit about what's going on in South Africa. I'm pretty sure Zama and has an opinion or two, you know. We are both South Africans, so we know what's going on at home. So, Zama. Yes, Budi. Brother, what, what what's going on in South Africa, man? Because I I know you guys are young ones, so you probably have a different view than me. Let let me start first. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of Malema. That is something that everybody <laughs> know. I'm yeah, not a big fan of the EFF. Uh-huh. Um, I'm actually a well known. Uh, um, a radio host that has declared his affiliation, which is With the EFF. African National Congress. Mm-hmm. Um, EFF is not even in my vocabulary. Uh-huh. Um, I don't even know what it stands for. Um, what is EFF? Who is EFF? So, ladies and gentlemen, especially to our, our wide, a worldwide audience, you might not be sure what we're talking about right now. We're talking about the, uh, the South African politics that are going on right now. Just going to touch a little bit since we're too South Africans, we probably can just share a thought about what's going on. We're not trying to side or banish anybody. We're just trying to give our opinion about what's going on. But anyway, the EFF, mm-hmm. when uh, Zuma was being uh, was a president, of course, they embarrassed him and they did everything they did. A lot, a lot. And uh, their aim was to actually be making sure that, uh, you know, they create um, a good dialogue and a good um, opposition so the corruption and everything can go. Mm-hmm. But now, on a funeral, that's where I disagreed with a lot of people. Said, mm-hmm. um, I don't think Julius should have said what he said I know. on the funeral. I, know. I think that even though Julius was trying to make sure that he cut into a lot of, okay, let's talk about 
what these people have done to Winnie Madema since mm-hmm. uh, she's gone now. Let's just expose them. Mm-hmm. In my own belief, if it's an African, is that uh, we don't embarrass or we don't we, say anything in a funeral. Exactly. It's a time to heal. It's a time to come together. But he didn't give a, a hoot about it. He just said what he said. Mm-hmm. What do you think about it? I think for me, it's just like Malema doesn't have manners. In such a way, like in a funeral. <laughs> yeah, in a funeral, it's just... For you to give like condolences to the family and give, you know, like positive uh, wisdom and stuff like that. And for him to be addressing so many issues in a funeral, I don't think it was a very great uh, thing for him to do, you know. You, you know what? Um, what is the main thing that kind of uh, made me upset about this is that um, in the middle of all of that, you know, um, people were laughing and um, people were cheering. Exactly. And, uh, people thought the whole entire thing was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, people thought he was such a great leader to expose people in the middle of the funeral. But I think there is a platform that he could have done it because exactly. he can always call a, a press conference and exactly. talk about it. Exactly, and talk about it. But uh, that, that, my goodness, because I commented about it on social media. Mm-hmm. Do what you know say? how many... Even my own family member, my uh-huh. sister. Yeah. She, and I know, I mean, she's an EFF supporter, but oh, yeah, she yeah. hit me with some words like, go take a discipline, which is an aspirin. Yeah. <laughs> go take a discipline if this is, if it's making you upset, you know? Because they were like, it has to be said, it has to be said. I'm like, not in a funeral. Exactly. And they funny, but they're like, it's coming from the heart. And I'm like, not in a funeral. Exactly. You know, it's a time to grieve. Exactly. But anyway, I'm not trying to bash Julius Malema. So mm-hmm. as we're closing down on the shows, um, you know what? I, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to ask you, because I don't want to expose you. Yeah. Um, do you have a little bit of your comedy that you can give it to my listeners. If you don't, we can plan it for the next time. Okay. Um, okay. So, Kuli. Do you want? Go ahead. Do you want a beat? No, it's okay. So, Kuli, this is actually like a real story. It, please don't say I am lying because I know you. You always say no, I, I, no, I, I no, 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 no. I mean, you're a comedian, so we gotta laugh and tell you that you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Annie. Okay, so the story is like this. You know how back home when you... Okay, when you're younger, you you cannot, like, address a person with their real name in such a way because you're way older than me. I I have to say, like, brother or uncle or whatever. Okay, so I went to church one day, Tuli, mm-hmm. yeah? And then uh, the this pastor... This is where? Here in America? No, back home, back okay. home. Right. So the pastor was, like, preaching and, you know, and he was like, okay, saints, can you please open to this verse, right? And we're waiting for the verse. And he's like, can you please open Dad 3, verse 16? And everybody was, like, astonished on, okay, what's Dad, you know? Because, okay, because in the Bible, it's always like, oh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, whatever, whatever, you know. So he was like, my dad, 3, verse 16. And exactly, (laughs) but surprisingly, there was um, a lady that knew his dad. So the lady was like, no, he means uh, John 3, verse 16, because his dad is John. So, you know, if the lady was not there, we were really going to have a problem. Because he he cannot say John. (laughs) Oh, and another story, Queenie. Okay, so... (laughs) 
like I'm a person that's very late schooling, you know. Okay. Because you remember I came like in the in the car and I was like dressing myself and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So in the Uber and the driver was like driving and I was like, okay, driver, right now can you please just close your eyes because I need to put on my sweater. And the driver was like, are you kidding me? Do you want us to die? Because <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> I really have to get dressed, but right now you cannot look at me. So yeah, but that that is actually a true story though. <laughs> That is really a true story, really. <laughs> Only a comedian can say that. Only a comedian can say that. I couldn't say that. <laughs> oh, my God. You deserve a horn for that. <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, that is Zama Zama. So, hey, Zama. Yes. Listen, as we leave, uh, we're just going to give them uh, a song. This is DJ Junior from Clement. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be leaving. And, ladies and gentlemen, we are sorry that we couldn't do the live stream at the right time. And as I said, you know, uh, starting to get nice out. So I was out there with the soccer guys and then uh, um, I was late for the show. I'm going to try not to be late for the show now since we got more shows to come up for you guys. And we're going to try to do like a lot of live shows too so that you can be part of it and come and join us on stage or or some sort of a corner. Uh, I'm still trying to organize that, especially in places like uh, library, city hall and places like that. But as an Africa diaspora, please let us know. You can reach us at Umbani Radio, which is U-M-B-A-N-I and uh, you can reach us on Red on Instagram and on Twitter. Over on, his, on Facebook is Home Away Show. And just let us know and we can talk about a lot of things that are going on and be, be able to discuss our issues. And uh, Zama, where can they get you, Mama? Okay, on Facebook, I have a personal page, which is Zama Ngube Samke Ngube. And how you spell it, it's Z-A-M-A-N-C-U-B-E. And Samke is S-A-M-K-E. And Ngube is M-N-C-U-B-E. That's my personal page. And on Facebook, again, I have, like, uh, the comedian uh, page, which you can get me on uh, Zama Ngube, like the same as my uh, personal page, and Sammy, S-A-M-M-Y, and Ngube. And you can also get catch me on Instagram, which is Zama Ngube, just like my uh, Facebook underscore Ngube. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for joining us and we'll catch you next time and we'll be back with Zamazama. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you, baby. Thank you. And this is DJ Junior. Enjoy. Have a good day.
Thank <laughs> you.